0: I'm Tom Fenning and I'm Peter Skerritt and this is the Beckles Baptist Church Reading Together podcast which aims to encourage us as we as a church family read Enjoying God, a book by Tim Chester, so to prompt further thinking and further discussion of everything that we have read. Uh, At the start of this, our last podcast, our 16th and last podcast, looking at the book Um, I want to start by saying a big thank you to a guy called Joseph McDade. He's the guy who provides the music. Um, He's made it freely available for us. We're really grateful for that, um, to top and tail things and give us a nice intro and exit. And I've got to mention it now, or I will forget at the end of the podcast. Well, to date, we have walked our way through each of the individual chapters. I'm just trying to provide some measure of summary and pr- shed some light on some of the things that might have been confusing in some of the chapters. Uh, we've sought to do our best. And today, as a bit of a last hurrah, we're seek- simply seeking to just to draw together the, thran- the strands of thought that we've seen in the book and just to pick some highlights. So, Peter, start off with this one. Um, in what way, as a book as a whole, has reading this book helped your... Walk with Christ. Your relationship with God. Wh- where have you noticed the difference? Mm. Um, uh,
1: yeah, I think I think the big thread has been uh, the way that he has sought to kind of re- reclaim the, the the experiential. I think actually for the Christian faith, uh, for me, that's been a, a really helpful, challenging reminder um, that uh, we love truth, um, but the truth is uh, it's about a person, a personal God, uh, and so for me. Uh, particularly the early chapters were just really helpful in uh, establishing what what it is that we're talking about um, communion with God. uh, We talk about relationship, and we said before as a church that relationship is in itself not particularly helpful because you could have a relationship with your Hoover uh, or (laughs) any kind of thing. uh, What kind of relationship? And communion just talks about a a two-way familial personal relationship. Uh, So that's been helpful. And then that chapter on on joy uh, is actually... Yeah, Paul's goal for the Christian faith, yeah, I, I'm seeking your progress and your joy in the faith. And so seeing that the vital role um, of experience, actually, not just um, for some types of Christian, but actually for it is
0: a, the Christian life, is an experience of knowing God. An experience, experience in delight yeah, exactly. and in joy, yeah. not just experience yeah. of experience <laughs> or experience yeah, of yeah. hardship, but
1: experience Yeah, of well, yeah quite. And, and we took, I mean, relationships have different types of experience but they are uh, yeah, good, bad, hard, whatever um, it, it's tied to the relationship um, and there's a status thing I'm related to Alice for example but there's also an experience within that I have of that relationship day to day that is vital for the health of that relationship and something I can enjoy so th- that's for me been a big, the big thread of reclaiming the experiential
0: mm-hmm. what about you? Good. Uh, I, I w- mine will be connected to that um, and it would, it would be this, that I think the danger for, let me speak personally, for me, is that I consider my realm of experiencing God, of enjoying knowing him, is kind of ring-fenced in a small arena of my life, which is made up of a few kind of component parts, my, my reading my Bible, my praying, uh, my hearing sermons, maybe singing songs with God's people. Um, but what the book has served to do is basically to say, hold on a minute, every inch of human experience comes under the auspices, under the control of a sovereign God who guides everything, and actually he is relating to me in every moment of life. Mm. And so I think the analogy, to try and explain what that looks like, is that I think for me, I can I can feel like... My relationship with God is a bit like a swimming pool. I can enjoy swimming in a pool. And Tim Chester said, actually, no, hold on a minute. It is an ocean, and there's just much more experience here. So in all of my pleasures, all of the kindnesses God expends to me, I should be saying, hey, this is God's goodness. In my suffering and trials, hey, God is trying to form me like his son in my temptations when I'm able to resist them, in the forgiveness he grants me, in the meeting with God's people, in the relationships I enjoy with anyone, that God is at work through all of these things. God is loving me, relating to me, and I think it's just blown open to say, actually, every second of the day and the night, (laughs) even when I'm asleep, is God's love towards me, And I need to learn to respond to him in each of those contexts. So I need to get out, I need to realize that I'm not swimming in a pool, I'm swimming in an ocean. And that expands my picture of God and expands my understanding of my relationship with him. Mm. Which I suppose
1: um, ties into what your favourite chapter was of the book. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, so my favourite chapter chapter
0: was chapter three. Um, So which is entitled, I should read the title, shouldn't I? In Every Pleasure We Can Enjoy the Father's Generosity. Um, And I just loved the way, steered by what the scriptures say, Tim Chester was able to say, actually, every inch of experience is just God's kindness to you. And I love that picture that Tim Chester used, describing a day of um, him stood in his allotment, waiting for the delivery of a shed, When his phone battery had died and seeing a red kite enjoying good weather and then the shed arrives without him needing to run home and make a phone call (laughs) and just going on the sight of that beautiful bird the good weather uh, the grace of a shed delivered on time all of these are just God's kindness to me Mm. as you hear in these things I'm experiencing God's generosity and, Yeah, it just it just broadens your horizons as to where God is kind, yeah. so and 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 I think ups my rate of thanksgiving.
1: Mm. Yeah, as a couple, a couple of people have mentioned, they value uh, the talk of a fathered world and uh, t- kind of taking, we well, s- seeing everything as part of His yeah His good provision for us, mm. uh, and gratitude therefore
0: leading back back to God. Mm.
1: That's my favorite chapter,
0: chapter three. Mm. Your favorite chapter?
1: Yeah, uh, what chapter number is it? I think it's chapter eight, uh, chapter nine. Uh, in every temptation, we can enjoy the Spirit's life. And I just found it uh, uh, really helpful in basically raising my expectations of what life with the Spirit is like uh, and, and kind of reclaiming that language of. The power of the spirit. If, if we say, oh, "Have you experienced the power of the spirit in your life?" I, I wonder what people think of instinctively, and um, well, he actually just gives just really um, se- seemingly simple examples, but actually, when you put, when you realise that. The Spirit is battling our kind of fleshly, sinful nature. It's a a resurrection from the dead, basically. (laughs) That's what he's done. Um, He says that when you have faith in Christ, uh, when you're willingly served, when you're joyfully sacrificed, when you just love other Christians or turn up at a prayer meeting when it's a cold evening, and all of these kind of small small examples. Seemingly
0: average things.
1: Yeah, and our, our basically resurrection being shown. And, and I said it in the podcast before, but it says you already have resurrection power coursing through your veins. Uh, it's the spirit in us who gives life. You know, and we're in the realm of the spirit if he lives in us. Mm. Um, so that's just really encouraging, expecting a change. And, um, and then actually just seeing new change and any small changes in my life is actually not that small. They're pretty, pretty massive Things that he has done in me, yeah. Um, yeah so I, I just found that really helpful. Just small li- illustrations like uh, a developer buying a house and sending in a one-person renovation force. The father has has bought up us and <laughs> sent in, well, um, sent in the Spirit to, to live in us and, and dwell in us and renovate us. Mm. Um, so that was just a memorable chapter for
0: me. That's great. That's great. Well, we're almost through. Um, we just want to end by. Pointing you in the direction of some further reading. If you wanted to think further on the uh, kind of topics launched in this book, um, where would you send Peter? Mm.
1: Um, if you wanted to think a bit more about the, kind of the nature of God, particularly as the triune God, Father, Son, Spirit, and, and how, what that means and how that works in practice, um, I'd recommend The Good God uh, by Mike Reeves. Uh, the Good God, uh, he um, is writing very much in the same vein as Tim Chester, in, in seeing that. Uh, we don't have a kind of monad, single, uh, lonely God up in the sky. Monad means a God of one, one being, yeah. Uh, we have a kind of Trinitarian, relational, loving, uh, outgoing, overflowing kind of God. And uh, it just helps show that from Scripture and show what that means for the way that we view God. And that really the way you view God, as we've seen in this chapter, just changes how you live with him. So, yeah, that's like the good God, yeah.
0: Um, my recommendation would be uh, by an American pastor, a guy called John Piper. Um, one of his most famous books is a book called Desiring God. You can go and read that if you want to. It's it's harder work than the book I'm going to recommend, which is a book called When I Don't Desire God. Um, and it really is picking up and running in the same direction that Tim Chester has had us walking in giving us a kind of a, a map and a compass to pursue greater joy in God. He does it in a slightly more extended fashion, but really helpfully just thinking, again, in in all of the arenas in which we can know God's goodness and his kindness and in which we can delight in knowing him. He just gives us ways in which we can do that uh, through worship with God's people, through prayer, through reading our Bibles, through the delight in creation, through the victory over sin, through all these things. So that's When I Don't Desire God by John Piper. And your book again, Peter? The Good God by Mike Reeves. So there are recommendations, um, and that's the end of our 16th podcast here in the Reading Together podcast. Uh, We are currently thinking through whether we might do a similar series of podcasts at the same time as handing out a load of books to people here at church in the autumn, so come September. We're currently um, asking for people's feedback, so if your uh, home group leader hasn't been in touch to ask you for that, or you've not had opportunity to let us know what you think, please drop us an email. You can find our email addresses um, on the website or you can use the the message. You can drop an email through the website to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Thanks for being here. Uh, We'll be in touch and see you sometime soon.